Warrior. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the XFL pod. Your favorite day of the week. One of your favorite days of the week. But this week, you only have one favorite day of the week. I am Jonathan Risk. I am one half of your host today. This is episode number 12. We got so much to talk about. There were trades. We got new quarterbacks. We got people covering the spread that you wouldn't expect. We're picking every single game from week seven against the odds. All that and more right here on the XFL podcast. And you can follow us at XFL pod on all social media. Go ahead and like and subscribe this video. I am joined as always by the general MG Geek. MG, this week... Do you or do you not feel bonita? Um, I feel much more bonita this week. I, oh, I have very some bonita good. in me. Yes, yes, Very yes, good, yes. because you look bonita. Yes. Welcome. I'm growing up. I'm growing up. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk about, my friend. We There's do. A lot of, cool, a lot of yeah. interesting things happened. A lot of cool Absolutely. plays. And I think we kind of see where this season's going to go. And toward the end, yeah. I want to discuss uh, something um, Something I thought of that could be a game changer for the XFL in seasons to come. Oh, boy. But with that, MG start thinking. Yeah, this is going to be I, I, I didn't want to spend like an, uh, 20 minutes burying Orlando again. So I figured we go go a different direction. <laughs> yeah, we got um, plenty of people to bury and uplift, but let's get right into it. So, yeah, the news Speaking everyone has been XFL. waiting for. Yes, mm-hmm. the XFL announced is that they are returning for a 2024 season in an article put out by USA Today. Um, Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson talked um, with USA Today, and the quote was, absolutely, there will be a 2024 XFL season. Um, The article is a very good read. Um, The dates will come out later. Danny uh, ended up saying, we're out and rolling for a second season, the first time ever that there will be back-to-back XFL seasons. MG, are you excited? I am. I'm. I'm cool. I'm. I'm curious to see where they go with it. If they do, like, did they mention anything about um, expansion or different cities or anything like that, or is it just we're coming back? Not really. Because um, I think that's going to be the next step for them. Is and I'll talk about it at the end um, an idea I had, but like they, I think they, if you want to progress and you want to, you want to do more. It, It'd be good to maybe see if you can add add something. I mean, it, it it's not broke per se now, so you don't have to fix it. But if the opportunity proceeds to add like two more teams, you know, um, do that, you yeah. know, and then just have them rotate. You don't they don't have to play um, even number of games right away. So yeah, and I and I saw this somewhere, and I agree with it. I can't remember where I saw it, so um, sorry for not giving credit to whoever. Uh, said it, but they made good points. And the one of the points they made is that the XFL needs to see consistent fan uh, fanship yes. and mm-hmm. consistent attendance throughout the league before they start thinking of makes expanding sense. the league, which, yeah, absolutely makes sense. And especially when we're going to talk uh, about the attendance here in a second, um, there was a big drop-off this week from last week. But before we yeah. get into that... The Vegas Vipers traded quarterback Luis Perez to the Renegades for linebacker Ryan Mueller. And then with that, they have announced Jalen McLendon as QB1. Just a little bit about Jalen. He went to NC State, 
He played for the Los Angeles Wildcats of the 2020 XFL season. He is not, like when you look at his college career, he was not someone that was a big passing threat, but he was a threat with his legs. One season in 2016, he had 145 yards rushing. Final season 2018 at Baylor, he had a, over 100 yards rushing. Um, so he's gonna be a he's gonna be a rushing threat, and I think that's kind of what the uh, what the Vipers are missing a little bit. And we saw flashes of what they could be when they had um, Huntley in the game, and they had that uh, dual threat quarterback. And now they're kind of getting it back. So we'll see how uh, it turns out. MG. What say you on the Vegas Vipers quarterback chains and this huge, this is the first time we're seeing a quarterback traded. Yeah, so, I mean, well, it's the first time they've really done trades, right? I mean, we're seeing a few here and there, but, and this is kind of yeah. significant. And I, I remember one game, Kyle Slaughter uh, just being complete ass on the uh, on the bench. He got caught on camera and... Um, well, we didn't just even not. mention Kyle Slaughter getting released yet, but yeah, yeah Kyle yeah, Slaughter yeah. also got released mm. by the Renegades after two weeks. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna double back to it and make sure we we added that in, but yeah, so so he obviously there might have been some attitude problems just based on what I've I saw on camera, and because we can hear the mics, the hot mics, you know, there might have been some issues there off the field that just he wasn't a fit. And so yeah, we'll see if he turns up somewhere else if someone needs a quarterback. Uh, these last, I mean, maybe Orlando can have another quarterback. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, they balling, bro. I know, I know, I know. They might not need another. He's actually doing well. We'll get to that here yeah. shortly. What else we got? Yeah, Houston uh, Roughnecks have signed former uh, Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver wide receiver Michael Bandy. Along with San that, Diego Charger Seattle's... or a Los Angeles Charger? I said Los he Angeles. He might have been a San Diego no. Charger, actually. Michael Bandy, no, I'm pretty sure he was L.A. Yeah, L.A. Chargers. He only played 20, 21 to 22 seasons. Okay, okay. All right, my bad, my bad. It was yeah. bad joke. <laughs> but he did go to San Diego State. He did go to San Diego okay. State, so I'll okay. give you that. But then also the Seattle Sea Dragons signed former NFL linebacker Tyrell Adams. Uh, he appeared in 44 NFL games, 14 starts, 163 tackles, nine. 99 solo, five tackles for a loss, two sacks, four passes defended, five forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, and 13 special team stops. And those are the significant roster moves. My, MG, um, do you have anything on those? Yeah. So my Seattle Sea Dragons here, I think, are uh, turning the right corner at the right time. They're putting some stuff together and adding someone like this, you know, can give them a little bump on defense and. They might be right there. It's it's going to be close between them and St. Louis for that second uh, playoff spot in the north, I think. So we'll see how that goes. Yes. Now let's get into the television ratings for week six. These were being reported mm -hmm. by Mike Mitchell on Twitter, at by Mike Mitchell. He's a great follow. He puts out the viewership numbers every week on his Twitter and then we, we, we retweet it from at XFL pod. Also, go ahead and like and subscribe to this video and on YouTube and wherever you're listening to on podcasts. <laughs> but Saturday, the Orlando Guardians versus the Seattle Sea Dragons on ABC had 1.047 million viewers 
It is the first time they have cracked a million since, I believe, week one. So ABC did great on that. And let me tell Saturday you. Saturday afternoon. I said that from the jump, man. That's the, yep. that's the slot for them. And mm. underrated entertaining game. But we will get into the games oh, yeah. here in a second. <laughs> Saturday, the Vegas Vipers versus the St. Louis Battlehawks on FX, 371,000. You're seeing a little bit of that FX being an issue when it comes to finding this stuff. When you put it in front of people, people will watch. But when you make it hard for them to find, they're not really digging that hard for it. On Sunday, San Antonio, Brahmas versus the Arlington Renegades on ABC once again. Close to a million, 753,000. Once again, proving the point on the uh, the viewerships. Finally, oh, wow. for the Monday night game, 371,000 viewers. And that was on ESPN2. Um, once again, as we say... I think we're seeing a correlation here, numbers, right? <laughs> yeah, um, ESPN Plus streaming numbers are not included in these ratings so these are only the television ratings and these are the average viewers as far as the monday night game another stat to throw in there is it ranked number 52nd out of the top 150 cable tv shows on monday night so you have that mg what do you make of these ratings like i keep saying man if you're gonna go away from abc you gotta promote and promote and promote and i still don't think people know where fx is on their dial i really don't it, and i don't know it, that all of our viewers know what a dial is yeah. okay right <laughs> on your clicker on your remote on your inner on your television interface whatever you might find it it's harder to find for a lot of people um is all i'm yeah. saying and i don't know man i guess this this was inevitable um last week they were and i mean i I don't know if it was an experiment to do a Monday night game. It was a good game. Don't get me wrong, but it just felt like it was up against a lot of competition. So, yeah. So, uh, as far as week six, let's also get into the attendance MG. So we'll start with the first game, which was the Saturday game, Orlando guardians versus the Seattle sea dragons. And that had 7,832 people in attendance. Um, the St. Louis Battlehawks versus Vegas Vipers in Vegas, excuse me, had 6,033. Uh, yes, the mm-hmm. Arlington Renegades and San Antonio Brahmas had 12,368. And then the Roughnecks DC Defenders had 12,492. So the overall attendance for week six was 38,735. That is roughly half of what was... In week five, week five's total attendance, 64,381 total fans, 25,000 less um, than the week before. It is an astronomical drop-off, but you took a game out of St. Louis, which got you third, right. which made up for that number right there. And if this was a home game for St. Louis, they would have surpassed um, also, Seattle. Numbers, I think. Uh, yes. Seattle was not at home, too, and they're another big market. And uh, Yes. The big shocking uh, yeah, one is so. D.C., and it's like Monday night, D.C. I mean, I don't know what um, what. There March were parts Madness of the stadium that were going on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, there were no March so, Madness games. There was no March Madness saying. games, but you know, as wrestling fans, we should probably mention that WWE had one of their bigger shows of the year leading into WrestleMania going on. So there was a that yeah, was you number are, one. And you do have that wrestling yeah. crossover mm-hmm. that that is big, and DC. Yeah. Is, well, I don't think it even matters. I just think it was that. You know that there was people who were gonna watch that first for whatever reason. It did beat tonight. There wasn't a, there was a women's basketball game on, so maybe that pulled some too. That was number yeah. two. I'm looking at the ratings for that night right now. So yeah. Well, let's get into the games, MG. Why don't you take us through yeah. what happened this weekend in the XFL? All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna breeze through these pretty good pretty quickly actually, because cool. it's midweek now and uh. So Seattle Sea Dragons are now four and two after defeating the Orlando Guardians. O and six DOA, as I like to say, for these guys. 26 19. Um actually, you know what was scary about this game? Is yeah. I, there was a point in and in going into the third quarter, I was, oh my god, Orlando's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Dormany, we talked about. He's uh He's actually uh, playing well. He had, he was 24 of 44, 243 yards, um, and no touchdowns, but he just, he's looking like he has control of his offense. So there's that. And then Ben Danucci is still pretty solid too. He's, he's got more TDs now than interceptions. That's, that's a new one. Um, he's okay. getting better there. 118 to 35, 177 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, I like, like I said earlier, I like the direction Seattle's going. They they're looking confident. They're looking. They can score and a little bit quicker now. Um, the one that I'm just shocked at is Josh Gordon and how inept he is in this offense. But I don't know if that's his doing. If it's just how it plays out. Um, yeah. You know, it is what it I, is. But man, these guys are playing pretty good. I grossly overestimated the Seattle Sea Dragons. I think we could look mm-hmm. back on the first couple episodes where I was saying that the coaching staff and the roster they have yeah. was just going to be unstoppable. But it's you know, clicking this, a little a better, game. though. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was an entertaining game. Um, Orlando showed me something which will be reflected in the power rankings. Hint, hint. Um, oh, but boy. other than that... <laughs> Um, other than that, Orlando covered the nine and a half spread we picked against. So I won that one. MG went with, uh, the sea dragons and I went with Orlando to cover the spread. And guess what? MG, they did. Yeah. You texted me and I'm like, did I, I must've got that wrong. I didn't have it in front of me. I'm like, you, you bastard. Okay. Um, so next game, uh, so St. Louis battle Hawks, uh, Beat are four and two after defeating the Vegas Vipers one and five, 29 to six. This was this was also a pretty decent game. AJ McCarron is starting to look really, really good. Uh, yes, 20, 23 to 29, 236 yards, three TDs. Uh, this is probably the most consistent. We're not going to do a, a ranking this or a player of the week this week, but. If, if we did, he would be mine um, as far as offensive player of the week. He was tight. And then Vegas is doing the dual quarterback thing again. Uh, Brent Hundley and Luis Perez both got time played, but now Perez is gone. <laughs> so struggled a lot on their offense. So 
I don't know, man. What do you think of this one? Because this one was pr- looked pretty lopsided, even though it started at the beginning. Like I was like, Vegas might be in this, and then they weren't. Not even close. Yeah, AJ McCarron's going off. He started to look like I'm a just, good quarterback. Like I was like NFL. Yeah, yeah, I was mm-hmm. disappointed in this game. Um, just because I was disappointed in Vegas's performance. It's like yeah. to get beat. They that do look bad. like they're falling apart. Yeah, like. And, yeah, it's and, uh, it's rough. Oh boy, on the sidelines, is starting to like lose it a little too, a little more. Woodson starting to be a little more. Rod Woodson. Uh, yeah, just a little yeah. bit more, not not with it. So I don't know, man. So <laughs> there were some people that uh that were talking on the interweb about us, mm-hmm. and well, mostly about me, and they said that I'm unfair against Terrell Buckley because I don't ever come down on Rod Woodson. And I tried to tell y'all at the beginning of this whole thing, I am a Raiders fan, so there's going to be a bias no matter <laughs> what. So, look, Rod Woodson's not being a great coach, but there's there, there's a reason I'm not shitting down his throat, and that's because I am a Raiders fan, which is why MG does it all. <laughs> yeah, and I'll there's tell that. you, he, he's not been... He's he's not been sure of his decisions. He's been uh, combative with the refs, even though you can see the. I will say that's one thing about them: the coaches can't aren't watching along with uh, Blandino when he does his thing when he he goes through the play. So they're just listening to what the refs are telling them. So, but I love when he just goes off and he's like he doesn't agree with it. It's passion, but you know it. He doesn't doesn't look like he comes off like he knows what the hell he's doing. Uh, and going if you're keeping tracks, mm-hmm. real quick, we Go both ahead. picked uh, St. Louis to cover the spread at minus three, and they obviously did. So if you're keeping track, two and zero, one and one. Time out, time out, time out. I am here to tell you about Habibi Clothing's new collection, the Killer Collection, based off a picture that I took. HabibiClothing.co slash Killer, or just scan the QR code. We got hats, we got hoodies. What else could you ask for? Just go to HabibiClothing.co slash Killer, or just scan the QR code to get swagged out in this drip. It's the Killer Collection out now. Habibi Clothing. .co. Go grab yours today. Back to the show. Next All game, right. MG. Next game, uh, San Antonio Brahmas defeated the Arlington Renegades. San Antonio's two and four. Renegades are now uh, three and three. This was a 15 to nine score. This was kind of didn't have a lot of action except for one absolute bonkers catch. So, yes. Um, and pulling, and they didn't even win. Luann Winningham makes it gets a catch of the year candidate. I'm looking at it right on right on ESPN. Um, yeah, spread out. Didn't didn't look back. Look back the last second and was able to snatch the ball as it was going through the uh, defender's hands into the end zone. So that was probably yes. the highlight, um, especially for Arlington. Week. Yeah, and. Uh, but other than that, this game was kind of like, meh, it was just there. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have it was a lot a, to say about it. It was mm-hmm. a repeat game from week five. Mm-hmm. Um, they just flipped who was home and who was away, which is the reason why um, I picked San Antonio to cover the spread at plus three, and they ended up winning. And, yeah, like you said, kind of just a lackluster game. It was just kind of part of the weekend. Um, if you're keeping track, like I said, I covered the spread. MG picked Arlington 
So keeping track, three and zero, and one and two. MG right one now. more game. Let's go to this last game, and that was the Houston, or the DC Defenders defeating the Houston Roughnecks. There was a couple weeks ago when we said that Houston was the best team in the league, and then DC said, um, "Hold our beer," and uh, just dominated it, uh, thirty-seven to twenty-six. If you took the over, congratulations, they annihilated it. <laughs> so yes. Um, DC is six and zero. Oh. Uh, the Roughnecks are four and two. Probably still in the front runner for the playoffs in the South. But at this point, man, DC is the cream of the crop. They are absolutely the best team in the league, um, and it's not even close at this point. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Yes, a uh, fun game to watch. Back and forth, high scoring as we anticipated here on the show. Um, I picked DC to cover the two and a half spread. MG picked Houston to cover the two and a half spread. I won. Perfect week for me. Four and zero. Oh, MG one and three. Um, um, I and- will say this um, about this. Well, I wanted to mention this about this game before we move on. Brandon Silver's looked better. Um, yes, he still kind of was hit or miss, but he looked a little bit better in this game. Jordan Tiamo, as much as I said. Um, Oh, what's his face? Uh, St. Louis quarterback. Uh, uh, AJ McCarron. Uh, thank you. As much as I say he was doing good, Jordan Tiamo might be the MVP of the league. He's starting to pull it all together, yeah. and he's just consistent, consistently good. And they bring in Eric King or De'Eric King in those uh, short yard situations, and it's a one-two punch. It's working for him, man. No, yeah. add that in a in a freaking uh, weird ass uh, beer snake in the end zone, and we got magic. There's a team right now, and I don't honestly. I would not be surprised if they're going into this nine and zero going into the, uh, or I'm sorry, eleven and zero going into the uh, f- final game of the year. So, mm, yeah, you could definitely, you could definitely see that happen. Um, mm-hmm. So right into the power rankings, not too much shaking and moving this week. Defenders still hold that number one spot. The Houston Roughnecks still hold that number two spot. The St. Louis Battlehawks move up a spot. They jump the Seattle Sea Dragons, moving number three. Seattle Sea Dragons move back one, moving number four. Brahma's Renegades stay the same. The bottom, the Guardians are not in last place anymore. I know they both lost, and I know Vegas beat Orlando last week, but I have moved the Vipers down one to the last spot and the Guardians up to the one spot. To me, the fact that against the Seattle Sea Dragons, Orlando was able to at least cover the spread and make it a tight game. Meanwhile, the Battlehawks, not even having home field advantage, straight annihilated the Vegas Vipers. Um, So bad that they had to send their quarterback on the first flight out of town, um, they had to move down a spot for that reason. And that are your, that's your updated power food, rankings. So, yeah. So are. I like them. Um, I, I, I find it fascinating that you decided to put, um, uh, guardians ahead of the Vipers. That's fascinating to me, but they did, they were playing better, more consistent, I get why you did it, which is going to blow people's minds when we start talking about uh, um, picking the picks this week because <laughs> Vegas did something odd, and we'll have to spend a little time on it. And not the Vipers, um, just the whole city. There's one team that could clinch a playoff berth, 
and two teams that could uh, be eliminated from the XFL playoffs. We'll start with the Orlando Guardians. They can be eliminated. They saved themselves last week, but they can be eliminated this week if they lose to the D.C. Defenders on Saturday and the Renegades beat the Sea Dragons on Friday. So if those two things happen, Orlando is gone from the playoffs. Vegas, the Vipers, can also be eliminated. Um, If they lose to San Antonio Brahmas, they're out. Or if St. Louis Battlehawks beat the Houston Roughnecks and the Sea Dragons beat the Renegades, then they are also eliminated. So Vegas, more than likely out. Another reason why they're down on my power rankings, because they have two scenarios that eliminate them. Now, (laughs) sorry, Houston fans. You guys are unable to clinch a playoff spot this week. But congratulations to my people, the D.C. Defender fans, because there's two opportunities for us to clinch a playoff spot this week. Number one, if we beat the Orlando Guardians on Saturday, uh, we are in. Or if the St. Louis Battlehawks lose to the Roughnecks on Sunday and the Sea Dragons lose to the Renegades on Friday, we are also in. Uh, shout out to XFL Zone on Instagram for providing all of these. Um, they've been doing it the past couple weeks, which has been super helpful because I hate doing the math and they do it for us. Those are the <laughs> clinching scenarios. MG, what do you think of them? Um, I, it is, you know, it, yeah. Um, Vegas, Vegas probably deserves. I think Vegas will probably be eliminated this week. Um, Orlando, you never know, could could surprise us. But they're going up against a team that I would say they're not going to beat, so they're probably done yeah. too. Um, and DC goes without saying. I said it in the last segment. You know, they're not only in the playoffs; they're probably in the fi- in the title game. So, so there's that. So yeah. All right, you want to do some? You want to pick these? Do the picks this week and uh, oh, see if I can embarrass myself some more. Well, mm. also, um, we need to enact a new rule that the person with the lowest uh, score the week before goes first. So you get to pick each game first. Oh, thanks. You're you welcome. Just I that, felt pulled that out of your rear end right then, right then. But okay, no, fine. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it lately with how good I've been doing and how bad you're doing. I don't want you oh, just you bandwagoning in all my picks. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I try to pick against you. <laughs> that might be part of my problem. Yeah. So maybe it is better I go first. Okay, all right. So here we go. Um, let's take a look at these. So first game of the week. Um, this is going to be Friday night, which is interesting. Uh, Seattle Sea Dragons at the Orlando or Arlington Renegades. My bad. Uh, sea Dragons are laying four, uh, one ninety on the money line, uh, uh, minus on the, minus one ninety on the money line, and uh, the over is thirty seven uh, and a half. And I am going to. I think I'm just going to ride with, um, uh, man. This is rough because Orlando, or I'm sorry, I keep saying Orlando, but Arlington needs this to stay pace um, in the South, man. And they are home. I'm going to go with the home dog to uh, to uh, cover. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to go with the home dog, go with Arlington. Okay. That's a scary number, yes. but, you know. That was surprising to me. Um, I'm going to go with the Sea Dragons. Um, 
I think that they're pulling it all together, and Arlington is about to have a new quarterback for the third time this season <laughs> in Luis Perez, and Luis Perez needs to get caught up and learn the playbook. Can he do that in a short week when they play on Friday and he got traded on, what was it, Monday? Uh, I forget what day we'll he was traded on. Um, so for that reason, Ben DiNucci, Josh Gordon, they all figure it out over there. Uh, Pearson, so Seattle Sea Dragons covering the four points. Oh, I just have something. It's a it's a gut feeling. It may be a it may be a rotten gut feeling, but we'll see. Um, all right. So the next game. Um, this is the mind boggler of all mind bogglers. <laughs> I have no idea why, what this is. So this is San Antonio Brahmas at the Vegas Vipers. Uh, this will be Saturday afternoon at 3 um, from Vegas, and maybe that's why. San Antonio is giving, or I'm sorry, they're they're getting, I should say, two and a half. I had to look these up like three times. Um, Vegas Vipers is minus two and a half. Um, and I'm so I'm so scared. I want to look it up again, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And once again, it is 12 a.m. on Thursday when we're picking these numbers. The graphic <laughs> was made that you're looking at maybe an hour ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I I'm literally looking at the um the on the William Hill site and I, I Vegas Vipers uh, are laying two and a half at home. Um, I don't know where to where to go with this because Vegas has been so bad. In fact, they're San Antonio <laughs> to, to outright win this. I think is the way to go here. But um, maybe Vegas, maybe they know something on the books that we don't. But that's I'm going to go with San Antonio. You're going with San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Okay. San Again, Antonio San Antonio. Yeah. They they need this game as well. So, yes, and or or Vegas needs this game to somehow stay alive. Um, this number is weird, dude. I I don't even know. It is very weird <laughs> because now you're banking that because it's two Almost and like a half. A, you're just yeah. kind of really banking that the Vipers are going to win, or uh-huh, that yeah. like this is this is basically a money line bet either way. Um and and the money line shows that too plus one twenty two for San Antonio minus one forty five for Vegas so it's yeah, weird it's this is definitely poison, the weird it's definitely a weirder <laughs> line I feel um, like you could do this is almost a coin flip and really <laughs> so I want to pick Vegas because San Antonio has not been blowing anyone out of the water. But the mm. fact that they also have a new quarterback. Right. Works. I was thinking about that, too. Maybe that's why the number is what it is. But Yeah, just, but even uh, then, you would think that the favorite would be... Um, I, I wouldn't... If they're going to do this, I don't see why they just didn't make this a pick <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> mm. <sighs> this, is, this is a difficult one. So let's go back <laughs> to my original thought, right? So, okay. okay, let's make it make sense, right? Once again, I always say the home gets three points, right? Okay. So if we're doing that, then really they're only giving Vegas minus a half. Mm-hmm. Right? No. 
If they're giving three, what's two and a half minus three? What the fuck? Why can't I? It's a half a game, buddy. Half a game. (laughs) Once again, it is 1230 in the damn morning. Um, It'd be plus plus a half is what it would be. Yeah, once again, Mm. even game. Fuck it. Just to go against you, I'm going Vegas. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all, that, that, all that, all that, just, just to do that. <laughs> I said, man, this I, we can't really win this game. This is just no. Weird. Might as well. All right. Um, and then the next game, uh, Saturday night uh, or Saturday evening, I should say. Uh, DC Defenders at Orlando Guardians, and this is the Mollywop odds of the week. Uh, <laughs> DC, as you might imagine, are laying nine and a half. Um, and the money line is they're minus 480 in Vegas is basically telling you that, uh, DC is going to get the steamroller out and just roll over them. And the reason why I say this is even though they're, even though Orlando's at home, I think you can throw that out, but they are, they placed over at 45 points. Vegas is telling you that DC is going to go off. So, so this one's going to be interesting as much as I know Orlando Orlando covered last week, but last two weeks. Yeah. And uh, sorry, my bad, but what do we do here? This is a weird number. I, I can't, I can't do it. I got to go with DC. DC is going DC. Yeah, DC nine and a half. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get out the, get out the steamroller and flatten some Orlando. At least I hope. Hit that over. This will be the week that Orlando just goes off. Watch and just makes fools out of all of us. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. It's tough, isn't it? It's not as easy as it. You want to take Orlando, but you know, you know what I just said is true. <laughs> <laughs> this is not fun. No. This is not now, fun. You know what's fun though? This is starting to get fun. It's starting to, it is fun in the fact that it's starting to get interesting. It's starting to get harder. The, the, the spreads are we're starting to see a, more of a pattern and it's getting easier. It's getting better to do it, but yeah, it's more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I got him stumped again, people. I got him stumped again. <sighs> yeah, this is this is this is quite hard. Um, it would it would be easier. This would have been so much easier if they didn't set that over so high. That over under. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that that's the part that has me going. They 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 truly believe that DC is going to put points up. So, so here's the issue: is they don't have great defensive stats on the XFL's website. The Orlando Guardians have a better passing offense than the DC Defenders. All I know about the DC Defenders' defense is they have centered seven interceptions on the year. Mm-hmm. Nine and a half is large. They covered it against the Sea Dragons last week. <laughs> they covered 
They covered the week before. I don't remember what that spread was. Um. Good point. Well, make a choice, man. Yeah, I am going to... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going D.C., Okay. I can't. Fair enough. I can't do it. I want to. I want to go Orlando <laughs> so fucking bad. You don't even know. Well, at least we. At least we die on that. We may both die on the same hill then on this game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's all right. It's, and the last that game, one was, MG. That one was a brutal one to take. Okay. So this one is um, Sunday afternoon. I do like that they're doing just one game on Sunday, and it's an afternoon. Yeah, they game. know what they're doing. Just, yeah, this is starting to. This is starting to get better um, as far as when they put these games on. Yeah, uh, and this is Louis this Battle is strategic Hawks. scheduling for WrestleMania. Like this, this was this it's week schedule. Yeah. The Friday mm-hmm. game, the Saturday games. This is this is all this is all to please the wrestlers. I mean, yeah, I suppose. Uh, St. Louis BattleHawks at the Houston Roughnecks. Um, St. Louis is getting three points um plus 126 on the money line and this is another large over 44 points um houston's a favorite um home home favorite and seattle man seattle's fighting for their lives to uh stay stay relevant in the north because it's going to be between them and Seattle, whoever has uh, going down the stretch here. Um, Houston's been kind of fumbling a little, stumbling around a little bit. I think they're due for uh, you know a a re kind of a reboot a little bit. Um, I'm going to take Houston and lay the three. Okay, Houston to cover three. I'm going to pick St. Louis. I'm going to just make this one easy to cover the three. Um, I just think I think Houston gonna slide a little. I think they're gonna slide a little. Uh a little yeah, defeated they are, after I mean, DC. Um, well, I'm just but, hoping they have a rebound, but we'll see. But to run mm. through it real quick, just to cover it all, um, I picked the Sea Dragons minus four. MG picked Arlington. I picked Vegas minus two and a half. MG picked San Antonio. I picked DC minus nine and a half. MG also picked DC nine and a half. I picked St. Louis at plus three. MG picked Houston at minus three. And we will be back next week to see who is the victor this time around. MG, I heard yes, you sir. To talk to us. You got some I weird wanna, Yeah, proposal. I have I have something I want to discuss um, with you and see if we can Go maybe help the XFL out or propose an idea. Or look like complete buffoons when whatever, whatever this turns out to be. Or all so I was listening. Yeah. So I was listening to one of my uh my local um sports station. Oh, the when we're recording this today. No, 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 not that one. Um my local sportsman. He's not quite local to me. He's close, but not quite. Um, but so they were having a discussion. It was it was about college and the they were talking about the college um, basketball tournament and how the um, between the NIL and the transfer portal is kind of ruined college athletics. And I started Depends thinking, I was like, you know, 
Yeah, it depends on who you ask. But they were like, it, it ruined it. And their their point was this. There's no, um, you don't have a um, clear li line of, I don't know. You don't have a clear um, affiliation to a school. You don't feel a part of that school. These guys are just hired guns. They're going team to team. And they don't develop that. And the example they used, I'm in Michigan, and the example they used is like um, Aiden Hutchinson, who played for Michigan, was bred to go to Michigan. His dad went to Michigan, and he was always going to do that. And he became, you know, one of the best players in the league playing for his team. And there's a loyalty there. There isn't a lot of loyalty to some of these players. And and it, it the, the conversation spun out from there, and they started talking about football more. And I started thinking about it, and they they brought up the G League in the for the NBA G League. And I started thinking about this, and I said, what if XFL said, okay, F it. You know what? If you don't want to go to a traditional college, and if we're going to start, if that's going to start being an issue, you want to come develop with us and be in some sort of program where either you are just practicing and then eventually are put in and signed a team or you try out or let's say let's say they they can't until they would have to be at least 18 you know you can come try out at 18 but you can't be placed on a team until you're 20 so sort of thing and because there is a there is a learning curve they're still developing their bodies they're not going to be some of these guys are, are had played in nfl and still hit pretty hard so there's that issue i understand that issue but I think if he did this right, you might be able to get some players that have some loyalty to teams and develop a little bit of um, groundswell. So when they do get into games, the fans already know who they are. And maybe we can start developing more of some um, some some kind of um, I don't know uh, long term team building, so to speak, using the players. That sounds something that could fly. Um, I I know we're I know I'm 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 doing something that's completely outside the box, and that's taking kids out of college. And I know a lot of people, but let's face it, these guys going to the NFL, a lot of them aren't actually going to classes, right? <laughs> so we can be real about it. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts there? It's kind of my little. Yeah, you laid that all out, and I hate that I'm about to tear it down in, like, one single statement. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but, go ahead. Uh, because, that, would, yeah. that would never happen because the NIL deals that a lot of these players, even the second and third string college players are making, are more than yeah. the base salary for XFL players that are actively playing right now. Like, I know, and I worked with a lot of college uh, football players that were going to the NFL. Uh, check the resume. Shout out, shout out. Like, I know second string uh, defensive tackles, offensive tackles, second string linemen that definitely aren't getting in that are making a million plus on what if, NIL deals. What if you were given the opportunity to go to the camps because right After now your the co college football season's over, um, yeah. you go to a special camp, 
and then you're in their system and then you well, get paid X amount of money. Yeah, yeah. And you, know, you do I that. I mean, the combines then... are not getting paid for, but, mm-hmm. you know, and the, right. I mean, the conversation and... right now with college football is uh, there's people that are worried that these kids are not going to be coming out of um, coming out of uh, college football to go to the NFL because some of these guys that are like, eh, I'm going to slide down, I'm going to be a late second rounder, where that CBA NFL money is a lot less than they're making in NIL deals as, you know, doing whatever they're doing in college because, you know, they might be the starting yeah. wide receiver, but looked at as a second or early third round product. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to come out early and leave, you know, possibly a quarter of a mil, $500,000 on the table from being in being in the NIL system in college, or are you going to take that, take that third round paycheck and join the NFL? And that's going to, Don't that's something that they're looking at. Don't get me wrong. They would have to ratify some rules to make this work. And the NFL would have to be involved in it. But yeah, yeah I just, if, if college is doing, making a absolute mockery, in my opinion, making an, um, uh, the way, the way it's going. I mean, if there's a, another way just to take them right out of high school and develop them and make sure they're getting paid. I don't know if that's some sort of, um, exchange i don't know what that looks like to be honest with you but it's just a thought man i was like can is there a way where they could have their own talent that comes up through their system and then when they get into the league they're already a known commodity and did you come up with this while watching nxt what's that no i did not no i did not no no, I didn't. Because you're just because no, you're I... just describing the NXT both for football. All right. <laughs> hey, man, it got to start somewhere, and I, you know, I, I, just an idea. Well, and that's my that's my discussion of the week. Well, I love your ideas, MG. But until mm. next time, we will be back same time next week, Thursday, to go over all of the happenings from week seven and get you caught up head into week eight but until then go ahead like and subscribe on this video youtube channel whatever platform you are listening via the audio go ahead hit that subscribe button if you're on spotify and you want to get involved in the conversation go ahead and scroll down you could drop a question in there drop a youtube comment send us a tweet at xfl pod a facebook message whatever at xfl pod is our social media on every single platform i am jonathan risk you can follow me at official risk o-f-f-i-c-i-a-l-r-i-z-k That is MG Geek. You can follow him at the number two, Fight Forever on Twitter. We will be talking all about the XFL on social media all weekend. And if you are around for WrestleMania, well, guess what, baby? We'll be talking about that, too. But until next time, we will see y'all on the XFL podcast. Thank y'all for stopping by and hanging out with us. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Peace. Peace.